And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host, Matt Watson, today. Uh, Excited to be joined by Roy Scott, who is the CEO and founder of Healthy Hip Hop. Uh, he has been on the show today. Um, you know, we've done almost a thousand episodes now, and uh, Roy was probably one of the the very first ones. But excited to have him back today. Um, so this is a, a very special episode today. So this entire week, we're going to welcome social impact founders to the show. The great people over at the Economic Development Corporation of Kansas City, Missouri, launched their fir- very first social venture studios cohort this year. This week, all of our Startup Hustle podcast hosts are sitting down with these social impact entrepreneurs to hear how their companies are doing impactful work in the community, just like Healthy Hip Hop. We're going to learn all all about it. So let's welcome our first founder, no stranger to the Startup Hustle family. Roy has been uh, on the show previously, as I mentioned. So Roy, welcome to the show, man. Oh yeah, man. Glad to be here and glad to see you. It's been a while, uh, but just so uh, grateful for this opportunity to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So... um, this thing that the Economic Development Corporation is doing is really cool. And, um, you know, they're proud to support the dreamers and doers in the great city throughout a variety of programs, including the Social Venture Studios program. If you're in or around the Kansas City area, learn how they can help your business at EDCKC. Um, You know, Roy, I know over time, you've you've actually taken advantage of a lot of different grants and things like this. And I'm sure they've been uh, really, really important to your startup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, raising capital is is hyper challenging, but whenever you can get like non dilutive grants, that's obviously the best route because you know you're not yeah. giving up equity, you know, no equity given up in the company, and you know it's been really critical for us to help us grow. So, um, me being new originally when I first started, new to the you know the venture world and raising capital, learning quite a bit, really getting acclimated in the Kansas City ecosystem. You know, grants like these have been what's helped us like get to these next milestones right. so we can be really, you know, venture backable. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk a little more about that, but before we do that, I would love to learn more about healthy hip hop and kind of where it originated. And actually, if you remember, I remember first seeing you because you guys were doing live shows for my kids at their school, and then healthy hip hop kind of has, has morphed into this tech platform. And so love to hear a little bit of that background to, to help everybody understand what healthy hip hop is. Right. I mean, you were around from the very beginning. When we very first started this before we even had a thought of being in the tech space and just want to always, always give props and kudos when I say that to you, because when I l- really learned about you and what you have done, uh, even back then, it was inspiration to me. And I was like, man, I really, you know, that it showed me that it's possible, especially coming out of KC, because not too often are you seeing like, tech entrepreneurs that yeah. have had such successful exits. So uh, I want to say you, you've been an inspiration from the very beginning. And that's crazy how you've seen us at, performing at schools. And that's really where we started at was the performances. Uh, and then we realized that wasn't scalable. And so we made the pivot to the tech space. 
and even take a step back um, where healthy hip hop originated was I was a kid who loved hip hop and was deep in Kansas City rapping with Tech Nine many, many years ago and really had my light bulb moment when I had my you know first son. And my son, he, he when he turned around three years old, I was picking him up from school and noticed him repeat my music. And that music promoted, you know, drugs, violence, you know, et cetera. And that was the moment I knew, you know, I had to do something different. And that's when Healthy Hip Hop was born. And so when it first started, it was the music. Uh, we never expected education to be the route, but it just naturally we found success in the education space. Teachers started using Healthy Hip Hop in the classroom. We had physical products like CDs, which we know are now phased out. That's how long I've yeah. been doing those CDs, board games, et cetera. And then um, started getting booked for live events. So we did over 1,500 live events. We were everywhere, not only in Kansas City, but just across the country performing. LeBron James Family Foundation, Chiefs, you name it. Uh, but big picture, like I said, we knew that wasn't scalable. So that's why we said, okay, how are we going to really be in every school at one time? Let's create this online platform. Then it evolved to how do we reach the parents and the students at home developing the mobile application? And so really, you know, as we made that transition, Kansas City was such a, you know, uh, it, it was the foundation for me because I went through, you know, the Kaufman Fast Track program. We got Digital Sandbox, Lean Lab Education. So all of these different, uh, you know, support, you know, mechanisms and programs and funding was really the foundation for us to kind of springboard. And like I said, become venture backable and then understand how we're really going to scale this company and become an iconic children's brand like an urban Disney. Well, and, and you had the struggle too of of needing to create a technology platform, but you don't have a background in technology, right? You're a right. non-technical founder, and that alone is is its own struggle, right? Absolutely. I mean, that was huge. And, and again, how you know, uh, I would say what how serendipitous it was. Like, so here when we first started, you seen us performing live, like, okay, yeah. this is cool, like this is a cool thing. And then as we make the pivot to the tech space, here comes full scale, right? And so. Again, Kansas City, how the ecosystem, how a lot of the stuff is there, like, but sometimes we're not aware of it, but like you all were just launching full scale, you and DeCourcy. And I met Deco and he was like, man, I love what you're doing. Like, you need help on the technical side. This is what we're doing. This is what we're launching. So full scale was like a game changer for us because that is what built, the, you know, the foundation as far as the mobile app, the yeah. web app to get us that product so we could actually go to market. So that was just critical. So again, how, you know, it came full circle, like you've seen it at the beginning. Yeah. Out dancing, you know, doing magic and all that to yeah. where we made the pivot. And now, you know, you all were the foundation for us to be able to really get the tech off the ground. Well, really glad we've been able to help you all over all these years, um, build, build the the technology and, and excited to talk more today about how, what you guys are doing and the growth of it and all that. But before we do that, um, tell us a little more about What's going on with this economic development corporation, social venture studios? Tell us a little more about what, what social venture studios is all about. Yeah, for sure. So really they wanted to bring together a group of founders who obviously want to make money, want to build a business, but also who want to make a positive impact, you know, in the community and in the world. And so this is where the social venture studios, I think that was like the, the thesis and where where this you know idea mission was born, and so they brought together some incredible founders, uh, gave us some non dilutive funding, which again, those grants are key for us. But I think more important, they also really tied us in in the community with like mentors, advisors, and the programming. I will say is really strong. I've been through 
you know, a couple of uh, a pre-accelerator and actual accelerator. And, and this programming has been really strong. Uh, for example, uh, my my lead mentors, is, we call him Dano with K, Fuel K12, and he, he specializes in selling into the K, K12 system. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. So we've been like ho- totally like putting together the, the systems and the processes for, you know, our sales. Uh, so those different like elements in the program have been a game changer for us. So and ultimately, like being able to fellowship with, you know, other people who are doing great things in the community. Uh, it's just been a, a real game changer. So I think, you know, having this happen in Kansas City is really like showing that Kansas City is, is, is again, like ahead of the curve and really making sure they're in tune with what's happening and providing like the resources needed to founders. You know, it's a lot of women founders, a, a lot of uh, black founders. So and to founders who historically have just been overlooked. Well, that's awesome. Really glad to to see this type of program in place. So for those who are listening that are wondering like, okay, what is the Healthy Hip, Hip Hop technology platform? So tell us a little more about how the, what this has evolved into. Um, I think we can all understand that hip hop music is not necessarily the uh, most kid friendly. Um, right. But a lot of people love hip hop and, and, and I listen to hip hop sometimes. And yeah, sometimes it's not, it's not, you know, I don't want my kids to listen to it, but they do. They're in there, you know, hey, Alexa, play whatever. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. So I, lo- I love I love the uh, the problem you're trying to solve. So tell us more about the problem and what, what you're doing with the technology and how this has evolved, you know? Absolutely. So you're right. That is That was the key problem, same with my kids, is like, we love hip hop culture. Healthy hip hop is like not anti hip hop, but we're just saying, hey, listen, we love the culture. We love the music, but we love our kids and we want hip hop that is still relevant and still the same vibe and energy, but that can that is safe for children and families. And that's where it started. So like hip hop for children and families. And then as we grew it, there's two sides of the platform. One is the website or the web app. And this is for teachers. So teachers will go to the web app and they will live stream our content and educational resources to their smart boards. The highest use case right now is more like movement based. So kids will get up for a morning energizer. Hey, let's get up and move before we start our lesson plan. Uh, Because, you know, the uh, science shows that when kids get physically active, either prior to or during learning, it improves focus and engagement. You got to wear them out. You got to wear them out. Right. right, You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wear them out. Right. Because the thing is, like in the United States is one of the last like. Uh, you know, models in the school system where, you know, sedentary, sit down and retain yeah. all the information. We know our kids want to move, you know what I mean? So that was the highest use case. A lot of our music and, and uh, programming is around social emotional learning. So that's one side of the platform is like the website, the web app that's used in the classroom. Now, um, for parents and kids at home, we developed this mobile application and another uh, problem we identify, which isn't just about hip hop, it was about like, this is the first generation of fully native internet and social media using kids. And so we would go do shows, right? At an elementary school, like you said, we're at your kid's school. We would get second and third graders sending us messages on Instagram saying, hey, you go, we love you. And we can't even respond to that type of stuff, right? We got these third graders on, on IG. So what we wanted to do in our app is two sides of the platform. It's like a Spotify meets TikTok but in a curated environment for children and families. So the Spotify side of it is where you can stream our music exclusively in our app. So that's our own DSP, our digital service provider. And the TikTok side of it is kids can create dances to these songs, but in a closed off network. So not everybody gets direct access to your kids. It's only shared with their family, friends, and educators. And so 
that's the other side of the um, of the tech that we built. And right now, we're right about 10,000 users, a little bit over 10K. Uh, and, and that's mostly been kind of organic because we've still been considering it a public beta. We've been doing a lot of customer discovery, testing it out, working out bugs, et cetera. But now we're getting ready for like a full launch uh, and really looking at scaling this thing up to 100, 100K users and hopefully you know, then going up to a million users. So I have to ask, like, so my eight-year-old could could you know record some cool videos of him dancing or you know doing whatever he wants to do and upload to the platform but does that become a big challenge for you on like how to censor that stuff and like review it like you have to build a lot of technology to help deal with that part of it yeah so it's a couple things so one is and that's what we're building out now so in all transparency like when you get in the app now the feed right now is a little bit dry because the feed is really only your family and friends so Let's okay. say your son downloads the app. Your son downloads the app. And before he can add anybody to his safe circle, he has to scan dad, mom, one of the caregivers via a QR code. Okay. And so once they scan the QR code, that activates them to scan other friends. And so that's how we kind of mitigate, like, okay. can't anybody just have, hop in the circle? They have to be either be scanned via the QR code or you can send an encrypted text or email. Got it. So, like, if you wanted to invite, like, you know, uncle, you know, cousin, whatever, they could be in that circle. And so that's how we kind of mitigate that. So anytime your kid posts, you get a, you get a notification. So okay. you can see if, if a little, you know me, little Matt Jr. wilding out on there, it's like, <laughs> hold on, man. So, so is that, the, is that, so you have to build all this kind of censorship stuff in there somehow, right? Um, but then is your next goal to, to find some really great creators that can create content that like everybody can see. So it's like, you know, right. everybody can view that content. Absolutely. So that's what we're doing now. So we've already secured 30 like uh, content creators. Cause you know, this whole like creator economy, we've been tapping into folks who like, you know, are, uh, YouTube families, uh, you know, there are some other young artists like rappers and stuff like that. So now uh, that's where we're actually getting prepared for this full launch. As soon as you get to the app, there's going to be a curated feed of content also yeah. that's curated by us. And so, you know, okay, if my son or daughter is on the, on the app and they're in the feed, you know that the feed is all clean. That's how the yeah. thing. If they're on TikTok, it could be a whole bunch Who of knows. Right, right. So it, the, it's, it, yeah, not, it's not good sometimes. <laughs> right. So in, our, in ours, it'll be actually a clean feed. And then you can invite your friends and family also to kind of participate in that. Yeah. And so that's that's the next iteration that's actually coming out this fall. Well, and that's the problem with creating a content platform like this is it's got to have content in it for people to consume. Right. Or there's right. nothing to view. Right. So, you know, right. hopefully you can find some great content creators on places like TikTok and Instagram Reels and all that and try and get them to repost their content that is safe for this audience. Right. And right. Know, for that's optimized for this audience. And there's got to be a lot of great content uh, creators out there. So. Yeah, no, there is. And that's what we've been leaning on. So we already have 30 already committed. So now the feed is going to be full and continue to update. But like I said, clean and positive yeah. and still embodying the hip hop culture. So have you figured out like how to monetize that part of it for them or like how the creators could make money? Like have you figured out like that, that kind of like little economy there? Right. That, that's what we're working on right now as we speak. So um few things like just depends on who it is right now. So right now we have some YouTube families who are more like micro influencers who just love what we're doing and want to help. Right. Yeah. But then you have some of the larger influencers who have a bigger audience and we have to pay them just to be flat out straight with you. And so we're working on right now, what does that system look like? How do we monetize this as we grow it? 
Because as I mentioned uh, offline before we hopped on, the majority of our revenue right now is really coming from B2B, like selling right. the schools. Sure. And so now the key for us right now is to really build the audience. So once we get more users, then we're going to have some additional like uh, in-app features where like some of our artists may have like NFTs or some of, you know, there are different ways like that to where we can really make it like interesting and find a way that they can make money doing this as well versus us just having to pay them out of our own pocket. Well, let's grow Kansas City, Missouri. This is the Economic Development Corporation of Kansas, uh, Kansas City, Missouri's tagline, and it represents how we all work together with businesses, large, small, and just starting to locate and grow in our great city. Please learn more at edckc.com. Um, really glad they've been able to to help you guys um, in, in the program that you guys are doing. So um, there's a lot of cool startup and entrepreneurship stuff going on in Kansas City. So um, actually, one of my friends um, owns two of the very first um, houses from the Startup Village. Remember this, the old Startup Village? Yeah, yeah. Over there by uh, Google, that's Fiber, Google Fiber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, one one of my uh, good friends actually owns two, two the original houses over there still. So wow. Yeah, I think I met him and uh, we were in, I think South by Southwest because we were talking. We were like, yeah, because they started that original community here because because Kansas City I think was the first to get Google Fiber. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. We, we, yeah. And then it kind of spread from there. So yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted, I mentioned this before the show and I, I know it's kind of a, a sticky subject for you, but you actually um, applied to be on Shark Tank, but you were not actually on Shark Tank and curious if you wanted to talk about that for a second, because I think yeah. it's an interesting story. Absolutely. No, this is a, like a pivotal part of our entrepreneurial journey and really was the spark to get us to pivot to the tech side. And so long story short, um, you know, at that point we wanted to be on Shark Tank because more important than the, even the deal was like the national exposure, right? You're getting 7 million viewers at that time. And so uh, fast forward, I told my business partner at the time, hey, look, you know, they had a uh, open casting call in Houston at Rice University and we had been traveling the country performing. So I said, look, I'm going to send the email because you can also submit via email. People don't know. You can even still do that to this day. Like you can submit via email online. So I said, I'm going to submit this email. And even in the email, it said like, even on that, on the website, it's like, we, we rarely respond to these, but still take a shot. And I'm always one of those guys, like as an entrepreneur, you know, you got to just shoot your shot. Right. So I said, I'm going to send the email. And if I don't hear anything, we're going to go to Rice University. So I sent the email on a Monday. At the time, I was working with uh, Reggie Reg, the magic man. We were doing a magic show, a music and magic show. We come out of the school, and I get a call. And it was uh, I recognized it was a West Coast um, it was a West Coast area code. And so uh, it was like, hey, boy, this is Shark Tank. You know, can you tell us about the business model? It's like, wow. So I told him, fast forward, went through all this rigorous, like, you know, this gauntlet of information, video pitch, signing off, trademarks, all this type of crap to finally go pitch. Pitch, secured a deal with Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary. Like, again, we think healthy hip hop. You're not thinking like Mr. Wonderful is going to be an investor. And we never mentioned him. Um, we, we were thinking like Mark Cuban, maybe Damon John. Damon John was not on our episode. And then, you know, fast forward, uh, Mark Cuban, I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Mr. Wonderful was interested because he had been in the in the education space. Uh, you probably right. remember Oregon Trail. Yeah. Oregon Trail was like one of the first like computer games. That was his. Uh, Carmen San Diego. Uh, we referenced the Wiggles, which is a, like a kids group out of Australia who did like half a billion in revenue. He knew the founders of the Wiggles, so he's like, "Man, I'll, I'll give. You, let's make a deal." And so the deal was half a million 
for 50% of just our kids TV show, we were pitching like multifaceted. It was like, you know, the publishing of our music, our lobby, our, our events, our curriculum. So it was multifaceted, the syndication of our kids TV show. He's like, I just want the kids TV show, nothing else. And it's contingent upon me getting this picked up by a network. But he knew like we knew, like once his episode aired on, you know, Shark Tank, we're going to get all the, you know, attention. Yeah. So fast forward, that wasn't, this has been a while. That was September of 2015. Six months later, March of 2016, got the call. Like, hey, Roy, you guys did an incredible job, but unfortunately your episode is not going to air. And we're like, I'm talking about my heart fell on my foot. I'm like, what do you mean? It kind of gave me some BS. Oh, the slots got full, some crap. So I emailed Alex Kenji. He's the CEO of O'Leary Ventures. And that's who we started our due diligence with. And he was like, Roy, let's get on the phone. And so we got on the phone. He's like, Roy, you know, can I talk to you off the record? And he's like, well, you guys got effed. And I was like, wow. And so what happened? So long story short, uh, ABC, the network that Shark Tank comes on is owned by Disney. They looked at our children's programming as competition. So they cut the, you know, cut us and like, no, we're not, you're not about to get like made on our network. So, uh, so the Hollywood politics screwed us. So saying that to say it was quite a learning experience because, okay, we have something special. All right. Disney sees this as a threat. Uh, but we just didn't really have a strong business model. And so that's when I, you know, really made the pivot to the tech space, went through Kaufman Fast Track. So that was like a a, a really challenging point. Like, what do we do next? You know what I'm saying? Like, because you talk about Mountain High to Valley Low, like we yeah. were going to be talking about, we about to go on Shark Tank, like worst case scenario, 7 million viewers. So went from that to being slam dunked in the trash can. So, uh and ironic enough, where is Disney originally from? Kansas City. And so that's why I said like an urban Disney. So healthy hip hop, we're coming to repeat history, be an urban Disney. And uh, and it's, and it's you know, now I can look back and smile and say, you know, it's business, not personal. So our goal is next time you'll see us, maybe it'll be a partnership with Disney. Maybe it'll be acquisition from Disney. So we just got to keep moving. And and that's that's what we did. Made the pivot to the tech space. That's what me and you connected me, you and Deco around 2017, 2018. And it's just been like such an incredible journey, man. So I'm just embracing every moment of it and, uh, you know, making the best. Well, so what kind of stuff is the um, social venture studios helping you with? Like, are they, are they helping you open some doors like with the Kansas City School District or anything like that? Like, I mean, is, is that helping as well? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned with Dano, with the K-12 sales, uh, also tying in with like the uh, the philanthropic uh, community uh, in Kansas City, uh, tying in with other like venture opportunities in Kansas City. Uh, they partner with the group who's like the national uh, social impact like metrics. So like really, how do you measure the impact of your company? Uh, just all of these things they've been bringing to the table has really been like, just helping us grow and helping us kind of expand and, and and think bigger, think more innovatively. And just overall, just like I said, the group of people being connected with them, just that fellowship has, has been like huge for us. Now, were you also in, in tech stars? Wasn't that right? In Atlanta? Yeah. Yep. So we were in tech stars uh, right before the pandemic kicked off. So <laughs> talking about some challenge, we keep facing challenges. So we, we were accepted for the initial social impact accelerator in uh, tech stars out of Atlanta that was in 2020 and 2020 was a quite a year. So, I mean, I remember like we started January, I want to say like 25th or so. All I know was like just days after the, you know, the Kobe Bryant situation got arrested. So like, it was like that. And then, you know, we're in the program 
like mo thinking, you know, mama mentality, you know, going hard in it, really picking up traction, making some strong connections in Atlanta. And then like, bam, you know, COVID hits, you know, basically shuts down every, the whole world. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. had a, like a half in-person, half virtual program, but came out of that really strong in a text, the tech stars network. In fact, I just spoke yesterday uh, to tech stars uh, on behalf of tech stars where they had a, um, a panel for folks who came out of the social impact program because their applications are actually open right now uh, uh, for the next cohort. So yeah, so TechStars was, was, was great for us. 2020 was a crazy year, man. I think I think we will all have our own stories of like how oh, 2020 impacted us in weird ways because I got married in 2020 on February 29th. Okay. Wow. And all the sh lockdown stuff started like two weeks later. Right after, yeah, March so 14th. We were, yeah, we were like one of the last people to have a wedding in Kansas City because then after that, like nobody would have had like a large event, right? And right. then I had a baby and like you you have a baby in the hospital and like no family's allowed to come to the hospital. Like grandma can't come, nothing. Like I wasn't even technically supposed to leave the hospital like once I came in. But I'm like, hey, I have other kids that aren't allowed to be here and I got to go take care of them. So I got to go and come back. Right. Like, like 2020 was a crazy year, man. And I, yeah. and I know that. Um, I, I just imagine like tech stars in Atlanta would have been even much more for you if it, if it wouldn't have had a, you know, huge right. curveball right there. So yeah, no, hundred percent. You're, you're right. So how did, I, I'm curious, like how did COVID and remote learning and, and all that stuff affect healthy hip hop? Like did, did that change? Like, you know, like for you, like help with healthy hip hop in, in you know, middle of 2020, like how does this affect our business model and what we're going to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it was good and bad. So the good was we had just launched our app going into the program with the really early phases of it. And so the good was since things did go virtual, we were able to kind of organically see us kind of a, a spike in our growth there. Uh, got to about, you know, three or four thousand users uh, pretty quickly. Um, the challenge was, like I said, on the school side is like school was shut down. Yeah froze their budgets majority of schools uh, were homeschooled um but there was some like relief funds that were open that we were able to take advantage of to kind of help us through that so it's just like we talked kind of earlier i just had to make the best of it so it, it was good and bad um but we just you know found a way to kind of pivot and then during that time it really accelerated our focus on the direct consumer because that was always on our roadmap but it was just a little bit down further because we really wanted to master like the b2b how are we going to scale this working with schools we, we um secured us actually right it was crazy because right before the world shut down just like you said you had your wedding in february i was uh in dallas doing a professional development and that's what really helped me close the dallas deal so it was like got that going and then bam stuff just you know froze on us so kind of extended our timeline quite a bit on some things. So uh, it, there were some challenges, but we made the best of it and really kind of turned up uh, the app side of it and direct to consumer side. And from then, I would say like that summer of 2020, when we really officially launched the app to now, you know, that that had really helped spike our growth. So what what's next for Healthy Hip Hop? Where do you, where do you see the future of this going? So I see the future is becoming an, an iconic children's brand. So uh, I see us being a global leader in children's, you know, content, education, you know, programming music, uh, you know, and being an urban Disney, like they, they, they do quite a bit. Right. So I think really focusing on this right now with, with the schools and what we're doing, 
uh, you know, for parents on the uh, providing a safe social media space for kids is our niche. But I see a big picture growing to be an urban Disney. Uh, and I'm excited to, you know, push that there. And and now we're really working with some key stakeholders in hip hop. So when I was in Atlanta and I got a whole bunch of key like connections in Atlanta, uh, you know, when I went through tech stars and, and beyond, we got some real heavy hitters in hip hop that are coming behind this that we'll be really uh, announcing pretty soon here. So, uh, yeah, man, looking at really making a splash, uh, having some things like with some virality and also um, um, building up our audience on the app and yeah, becoming an iconic children's brand. That is the big picture for us. And we're en route to that. Well, I hope you can make like the urban vic- uh, urban version of Cocoa Melon. Can you can hey, you come, do that for on, us? Hey, come on, urban coke, urban cocoa. I like I like that's what we help. need, man. Right. I don't know about you, but with my with my house, you know, having a one or two year old, like everything oh, yeah. revolves around Cocoa Melon. So. Right, right, and that's what that's what we're on too, right? Because really, that's the game has changed now. Because like you can look at a Cocoa Melon, you look like a Blippy. I think they were. Oh both yeah, right. yep. Yeah, you got Blippy going crazy. Uh, they were, I think, acquired by the same company. Well, no, I think Coco Melon's on its own, but one of the other were acquired, like Moonbug or something like that. But as you see now, things are changing. That's why we're getting more active on like uh, YouTube, TikTok, because even yeah. though we have our own platform, we know this is sure. where the audiences live. Yeah, and we got to li- live there and then push them to us, so now we can. Yeah, like said, be the urban or urban cocoa. You feel me? Most, <laughs> most people don't realize this, but Coco Melon is one of the top ten stream shows on Netflix every single day. So hey. if, if it's crazy, but uh, you know what, kids like it, and, and to some degree, you know, maybe there's some negatives to it, and and the way that they do it, like keeps your attention almost too much or whatever. There's probably a bunch right. of negative negative things that come from it too. But right. all I know is like when I gotta go to the bathroom and I need my kid to stay still for a minute, Coco Melon works. Every like Coco. <laughs> it works every time. Right. But you know what? It, I would not. It would not bother me if it was uh, some great music and they could do some dancing. Nothing cuter than a two-year-old dancing. So, right, absolutely. I, I'm hoping some healthy hip hop will be there in the future for that. So, for sure. Well, once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by the Economic Development Corporation of Kansas City, Missouri. If you're in the Kansas City boundaries, you can find out who your business development officer is at EDCKC. That's edckc.com. We encourage you to connect with these folks out there making a big difference in our business community. I'm really excited about the social impact thing that they're doing. And, um, you know, can you tell us a little more about like some of the other companies that are in this cohort? It was, you say it was like seven companies or something. Yeah, absolutely. Some incredible companies. So you got one pair, uh, my guy, Jaron Thornhill. So one pair, uh, they actually have a physical location on 55th and Truce, and they like are in the reseller shoes market because okay. like, you know that's a big thing for kids now. Like yeah. they'll, they'll, the Yeezys come out, they, they'll buy them out and then go resell them on eBay or stuff. So he actually has a physical location too, where he's teaching kids like entrepreneurial skills, uh, you know, and, and stuff that they love. Like he has high school kids like actually running the shop. So that's one. Um, you got Dr. Shelley Cooper. Uh, she has her um, Come On Now platform, which is like helping connecting like, uh, you know, uh, patients with like doctors just via like this app so, so they can help not miss appointments. Uh, you got my guy, uh, Max Canopy with Canopy Markets. They're providing fresh food and like what they would call food deserts. They have a new term for it now, but like in, in places where typically they wouldn't be able to get fresh foods and vegetables. Sure. So, I mean, like it's a, it's a Chef Shanita with the Prospect KC. So it's just a group of really great people 
and the good thing is this first round is like makes all all this is all founders out of Kansas City as well. So I mean, just some really incredible companies, really incredible people that are doing great stuff, um, you know, for Kansas City and even you know across the country. Well, thank you for highlighting a lot of the other people that are going to be on the podcast this week. So. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more about the other companies that are helping make social impact, um, definitely check out the series this week, all the different episodes, um, about these companies and Roy, thank you so much for being on the show today and, uh, wish you the best. And I'm still hoping maybe I'll see you and Reggie Reg sometime doing a live show again. <laughs> Is there any chance of that? Hey, hey, you might, because we actually are starting to turn up the live events again, so you, you just might. <laughs> I might have to have like a special appearance just for my right. two, my two year old come his third birthday, man. Maybe you're the guy. We'll see. Hey, we'll, we'll pull up for you, man. You, you can get the you get the full you know you get the VIP <laughs> access, man. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely appreciate. Take you. care. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.